0: 2022 was certainly a very interesting year for Boston College Athletics, from a new AD to a football program on the Fritz and a basketball program that looked like they were finding themselves to figuring out where they're going next. Hockey loses their legendary head coach and lacrosse, continues to improve. We look at everything and give out our awards on today's Locked On BC end of the year show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, your only daily Boston College podcast out there. I'm your host, A.J. Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Network. Today's show, we are going to look at the year of 2022. We're going to look at the highs. We're going to look at the lows, and I'm going to give out awards for everything. So just to start things off, before we get into our awards, when I looked at this year, if you know me, you know what I like. I'm, I'm much I'm much more aligned with basketball football, I watch a little hockey and I do pay attention to baseball lacrosse and things like that. So if my awards are a little skewed towards football and basketball, it's from the perspective I'm coming from. But believe me, there's certain awards that had to go to some sports even I know or the teams that needed it. So let's kick off our awards. Let's look, we're gonna start with the negative. Let's go negatives first because there's gonna be some good awards. There's gonna be some negative awards. We're gonna start with the negative awards. And this is gonna go to the worst moment of the year when you're looking at the worst moment of the year for boston college athletics it's always uh, it's a tough one because there's always a million different things you could pick from you could go from basketball losing to tarleton state to maine to unh you could go to football losing to rutgers to losing to um yukon and so there's you know in baseball you could just look at their whole season it was pretty disappointing but I, I had to go. I, I, I was down to two different uh, selections for this, and it was between football and basketball. Basketball was that first main loss. That, game, that loss was, was indescribable how poorly it, it kind of just transcended our, our thoughts about where basketball was going this year. But I didn't pick that. I'm going with football. And our worst moment of the year, and I think you're all probably going to write in the comments exactly what it is before I even say it, is the loss to UConn. This loss was devastating. BC had never lost to the Huskies, ever. They go to stores. They play in Hartford, excuse me. They score three points. Phil Jakovic is absolutely smashed through this game as the offensive line can't keep him on his feet. The defense lets up a touchdown to start the game off and then does fine. But the offense looks as bad. I, I would I would argue as bad as it did in 2015 when they lost to Wake Forest in that game that no one can forget. This loss was awful because UConn just a year ago was one of the worst teams in college football. And I know they made a bowl game, but BC should never lose to the Huskies, and they lost in this game. And I said it before, and I said it again. You know, going up until this point you you could argue that yes the offensive line was brand new that there was issues with the offensive line and that you're like okay that's the reason why they lost to rutgers they lost you know to a bad virginia tech game team but there were bigger issues here than just the offensive line phil drakovic couldn't figure anything out out there and he was seeing ghosts against yukon against the huskies now for boston college fans this last fifteen years of, of sports, for, mo- for the most part, other than some, you know, hockey and and women's lacrosse and some, you know, uh, sailing accomplishments, has been rough. Losing to UConn, beating UConn consistently, at least, was something you could hold your head up on. Right? You could say, "Oh yeah." Well, you know, when Husky fans are like, "Whoa, we should have been in the ACC over you," and blah 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 blah. You could say, "Well, you haven't beaten us before. We- we've smashed you the what was the last three or four times in the last like five years." Well, they can't, BC can't even do that anymore. This loss to UConn also made me worry about the future of Jeff Hafley. I know folks got off of his bandwagon at different points. For me, this was the moment where I said, me, I'm starting to think that maybe he's not the right coach. And we'll have to wait and see if he ever figures things out. But this was a bad, 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 bad moment for BC sports. And we'll get, so we are getting the negatives out right away. Now, our next, our next discussion is on the moment of the year the positives. So I had some, I had two for this one. Uh, And and there, of course, folks could tell me about hockey or or lacrosse. I I don't know the specific games. They don't stick out to me. So I'm not going to even mention them. It became down to two games for me for BC. And it was the Wake Forest game in basketball when they won in the ACC tournament against a good Wake Forest team. Actually there was the Virginia tech game just a week ago when they beat a ranked Virginia tech team. And then there was the football game against NC State when they beat a ranked Wolfpack team. So in this, in this, when I was deciding, I, I was looking at what really changed the direct, trajectory of, of the season. Like what win was the most exciting? Virginia Tech was exciting, but it was on the heels of some really bad losses. Same thing with with NC State. Like, NC State was a great win, but that was after you lost to UConn, you lost to Rutgers. So it was like kind of a bittersweet win. For me, the Wake Forest win really put Boston College basketball on a forward trajectory. Now, they didn't follow up very well with that forward trajectory. But you got to remember, Wake Forest had beaten BC badly just a couple weeks before. Wake Forest was a a projected NCAA tournament team, and most people went into this game, myself included, thinking, oh, this is going to be a a slam dunk for the Demon Deacons, no pun intended. And what does BC go out there and do? They go out there and punch them in the face, and they basically dominated this game from beginning to end. And the game itself led to another exciting game, that Miami game, which I – if it wasn't a game that was the third you know, straight ACC tournament game for them, would have possibly been my moment of the year for the negatives when they let up that awful uh, layup just to lose the game. But that being said, that whole ACC tournament gave Boston College basketball buzz they haven't had in years. And that Wake Forest game was the big one because you beat Pitt before. Pitt was bad. Wake Forest was really good. And I, I can't repeat it because this is a PG uh, podcast. But the, the the moment of the game has to be, you know, there's the big shots they all hit, but it has to be the Wake Forest bench. And and the sickos out there, the, the BC fans that listen, know exactly what I'm talking about, where the player mumbled bleeping Boston College. Uh, it, it ruined Wake Forest. It was a big, big, big win. This had to be the moment of the year now. In a moment, I'm going to look at some of the individual performances. Who was the MVP of BC Athletics? Who was the most improved? And who was the freshman and transfer of the year? You're going to want to hear my thoughts in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. We're getting closer and closer to 700 followers and subscribers. It is absolutely free. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button right now. You're going to get exclusive Boston College videos sent directly to your YouTube page. You get all our stuff. You get to interact with other BC fans and get all that BC content you want. Hit subscribe on our YouTube page right now. Now, we're going to also talk about our good old friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for bets, sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college football, Bull season, the basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at BetAline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnLine.net as well. The fastest easiest way to get your betting info. Yesterday or yeah, yesterday, I was I I I was feeling Kansas to to beat Arkansas. That game was absolutely crazy. Kansas pulled off a a um big time comeback, but lose in double uh, triple overtime 55-53. And I, I ended up not winning. But it, when you have a little skin in the game, it's a lot more fun. And you can get to, over to Bet Online. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to learn more. It's so easy to use. You can get your bets in so easy. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, locked on BCAJ Black here. <clears throat> and we're giving away our end of the year awards. We gave away our high moment and our low moment. Now let's talk about individual players. And we're going to start off with our MVP of the year. And there is no other one. There is no even close number two for this. Uh, I mean, you could probably pick some some of the smaller sports, but I'm talking the major sports here. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is the MVP of BC Athletics this year. From the stories from the summer all the way to the last down he played for Boston College, he exemplified everything BC stands for. Now, go back to the beginning of the year where he – You know, everyone's joking about Christian Mahogany's video. Zay did the same one last year. Not going to rag on Christian for that because it's still a funny video, but Zay did a a very similar one last year. He decides to come back for one more year. Over the summer, we get an article, and I believe it was Pete Thamel of ESPN, that says that Zay Flowers turned down multiple six-figure NIL deals to stay at Boston College because he wanted to finish his education, something that he vowed to his family he was going to do, and that he said, that his education at Boston College was worth more than some deal for NIL. If that didn't make you fall in love with him at that point, I don't know what would. He stays at Boston College, and he plays this year. He brought, he smashes every Boston College receiving record out there in, on, in a season that was forgettable. And he was the MVP of that team. He became not just a very good wide receiver, he became an elite wide receiver. Pro Football Focus yesterday just had their top twenty or top fifteen uh, wide receivers for the upcoming NFL draft, and they had Zay Flowers at number two. They had him over the Boletnikov winner, uh, Jalen Hyatt. They had him over Jackson uh, Smith from Ohio State. They had him over everybody, which is quite ironic since Pro Football Focus has spent the last three years making him seem like a mid, a middle uh, wide receiver. I mean, the grades they gave him are pathetic. So. That aside, Zay, in a year that BC football went 3-9, and nine, he goes out there and he plays his butt off from the opening snap against Rutgers to the crushing loss at the end of the season against Syracuse. In his last play of the game, he scores a touchdown. He never gave up. He always had a big smile on his face. He always busted his butt. His coaches and play- teammates always commended him for that. He was everything BC should be about. And we are lucky to have a year where Zay Flowers played here because he was not only fun to see on the field, but he exemplified everything you wanted from student athlete at Boston College. And we're gonna miss him because now he's off to the NFL. But hey, just like AJ Dillon, it'll be a lot of fun to watch him in the NFL on Sundays next year. So Zay Flowers is our player of the year. Now our most improved player of the year goes back to the football team as well. I had a other another player that I had second. Um, for most improved that I just barely, um, I just barely lost out. And that was Makai Ashton Langford of the basketball team. I thought he came along a lot, he played a lot better uh, from the years prior. And he, we can't, you know, when, once it came down to that, uh, the the ACC tournament, he was, he was clutch. And I thought he was uh, a big improvement and turned into a good player for BC when they needed him most. So he was my runner up for this, but I'm going to go with Elijah Jones Elijah Jones, cornerback for BC, had an, an up and down year. But I'm not going to even get to the downs because teams shot at him all the time. They took they took their shots at him and he got, pers- you know, um, uh, pass interference calls against him and all that stuff. But the dude was clutch. His, you know, percentage of completed passes against shrank c- tremendously. Um, he became a very solid cornerback and i think he's only going to get better since he'll be back another year Um, i liked the play of him and i thought he got better as the year went on the more the teams targeted him the more he kind of locked down i'm going to give elijah jones my most improved player of the year now next is our transfer of the year and football they didn't have a lot of transfers i could have gone with Dino tomlin you know he had some moments but he really wasn't He had that big moment against NC State, but he wasn't like a super um, contributor for most of the season. So I I had a hard time picking him. Instead, I went back to the basketball team and I picked Quinton Post. Quinton Post was a transfer from Mississippi State that had, I think he was averaging like four points a game for the um, Bulldogs before he transferred to BC. And so you're thinking to yourself as you see him like, oh, you know what? He might be a good backup center. James Karnick's here. He may not need him around to play all that much. And so Post, he comes in and he plays very, very well. He scores 9.4 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, and really starts to slide in as the center over James Karnick by the end of the year. In the ACC tournament, he has 11 points against Pitt, 17 against Wake Forest, and 14 against Miami. So he comes up big there. And nothing shows what he meant to this program more than what this team has looked like in his absence. Now, I don't think BC would be uh, significantly improved over where they are now, but they might've won two of those games. Post hasn't played at all this upcoming year. And he's hopefully going to play against uh, Syracuse on Saturday. I've heard, you know, I I see meter Perel has talked a little bit about him potentially coming in and playing fair playing finally, but BC has has really lacked his size. He's got energy. he's a, a he's he's a very physical player. I, you know, I, I think some of the other teams think of him as dirty. But I think Quentin Post has to be our transfer of the year. Now, you've been hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel and under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and drive, plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. AJ Black here. We're wrapping up our end of the year awards. There was really, I, I picked today to do this because there really wasn't any news. Basketball's been off all week. Football, they haven't had any news since the transfer uh, of uh, Tutin and Alex Washington. So they it's kind of quiet there. I like to wrap things up and look back at this year, and I think this is a perfect day to do it. Now, I want to give out some more awards here to end our show, but before I do that, if you're looking for tra- um, for recruiting and transfer news, head over to Eagle Insider. It's my site. I have updates all the time on our message board and on our on articles. I have an, uh, an interview up with a 24 a class of 24 tight end, Ryan Ward, who I think is really exciting. Um, I got him up there. I have our projected depth chart for BC basketball. football. You're going to want to check it out. And right now it's 50% off and you get Paramount Plus as part of your subscription. So you're paying $50 basically for the entire year and you're getting Paramount Plus. It seems like a slam dunk, right? Go and subscribe today. It takes 10 seconds and you become part of the biggest growing BC community out there. All right. Wrapping up our, our awards. We're looking at our freshman of the year. BC football, they had a few freshmen that played. You got Quan Williams. He played pretty well. Joseph Griffin obviously had the catch of the year against NC State. But I went back to basketball again. And I'm sure there were hockey players. I, again, I say this, and you guys can throw them in the comment section about what hockey players I missed. I haven't really been paying attention to hockey in the last year and a half.
1: I'm going to throw
0: that out there right now. I just don't have the time to watch them. Um, and so if there's a hockey one that you think, throw it in the comment section. I'd love to hear it. I'm going with Jaden Zachary because BC brought in a handful of trans, uh, freshmen last year, but Zachary was the name that no one knew about. He didn't even have a 247 sports um, pr- player profile until I got to the website and took it over this year uh, because he he came from a community college. He was a JUCO um, that played for uh, Chupolka, Ch- Chicopola, I think it's it was called. I mean, even the fact that I don't even know it tells you what his profile was like. He comes in, no one knows who he is, and he leaves – end of the year as one of bc's most prolific shooters he's shooting close to 45 percent from the free three-point line which is crazy for a team that can't no one else can do it now he's averaging 11 points last year he averaged 10.5 he is the best freshman that they have he brings back a style of basketball that has been absent since al skinner he's great defensively i mean he's got uh Over a steal and a half per game, he averages 3.5 rebounds per game. He's a good, good player. And he's improving on his free throw shooting right now, which is great. So Jaden Zachary is my freshman of the year. I think he is easily the best uh, freshman that BC has seen in a while. Next, we have our coach of the year. And I told you I was going to go with a sport that not many people have talked about. You know, you can go with Jerry York, his, his illustrious career came to an end last year, but it was disappointing. But, hey, he's like Coach of the Year emeritus at this point, right? I'm going back to women's lacrosse. Again, I, I don't follow women's lacrosse, and I know they're they're very good. And that's, that's, that's the point here. As I may not know the ins and outs of that program, but I could tell you this, that they are setting a standard of excellence that is unmatched on this campus. They had a national championship. They got to the national championship last year. They're bringing in talent, like they're, like they're recruiting at a level that's going to continue. This is not just a Charlotte North led program that's just going to continue to be just her. It's going to be a it. This is this is a unit. This is a group that's going to continue to get better and better and better. So the women's lacrosse team is easily the team of the year because I mean. Who else? Basketball. They they didn't finish five hundred. Football is a mess. Baseball is a mess. Hockey is a mess. The other coach of the year that I I honestly would like it's it's Akasha Weinstein Walker. (coughs) Excuse me. It's clearly number one. I think everyone else other than this other woman are three through ten, and then I would put Joanna McNamee as uh, number two. Uh, the women's basketball team made the NIT last year which was disappointing they were like the last team out they made it and lost to Columbia in a disappointing loss but what what strikes to me interesting with with Joanna McNamee as the as a really good coach too is <clears throat> women's basketball had a very weird offseason where basically their entire team minus like you know a three or four younger players entered the transfer portal they lost Taylor Soul you know uh, Cam Schwartz their two biggest players they lost a few other, you know, uh, contributors, and right now they're what eleven and four with a whole brand new team. They're play- thats all coaching. And Joanna McNamee is a very good coach, so it's 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 impressive that she lost basically all of her stars. Still figured it out and got their team. I mean, she got that great recruit out of Canada. They, they've done quite a bit, so I'm going to put them out there too. And I also want to shout out for moment of the year the women's volleyball team winning that um, that tournament. That I, 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 I think it's called. Again, I don't know anything about women's volleyball. But hey, anytime BC Sports does well, they deserve a shout out. So those are my, my end of the year awards. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you do, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcast. Or again, please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Recommend us to a friend. Your word of mouth is what helps our channel grow. And we've grown quite a bit over the last year. I, I can't wait to show, share those numbers when I get them but they've been coming for quite a bit. So thank you all for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow with another new episode to wrap up the year 2022. This is AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at Black underscore BC. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all again soon. Take care.